Confession. We come upon an interesting scene in the ministry of Jesus in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 20. Jesus, entering into a city, asks his disciples two questions. These two important questions are what Jesus asks of us today. He first asks who people say he is. He then asks who we think he is. So, as I said, Jesus, after entering this city, a city filled mostly with Gentiles, asks the disciples, who do the people say he is? The disciples respond truthfully. In Jesus' time, some thought he was John the Baptist back from the dead, mainly those who had not known or seen Jesus' earlier miracles. Others thought he was Elijah, and others still thought he was Jeremiah, or one of the other later and apocalyptic prophets. Each of these show that people did not know who Jesus was. Those who were ignorant thought him to be John the Baptist, possibly even seeking vengeance for his death. Those who had a better yet incomplete understanding clearly recognized him as someone coming from God, but they equated him with a mere prophet. This is our world today. Some people believe Jesus to be just some guy who lived in the past. Others see him as a prophet, a good teacher, and nothing more. Rarely does the world outside recognize Jesus as the Son of God. This tells us that seeing this in Christ is no easy task. And how could it be? The Messiah was never expected to be God himself. That is the preposterousness of Jesus. His claim to be God is so patently crazy on the surface that no one in the ancient or in the modern world could see this at first. Knowing this, Jesus changes focus. He asks his disciples who they think he is. Peter stands up and responds truthfully. He declares and confesses Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Whether Peter understood what he was saying is left to history, but what is evident is that he believed it wholeheartedly. To this, Jesus responds by telling him that God has revealed this to him. What a strange thing to say. But it was the truth. See, we can't see Christ for who he is without that special revelation from God. With no sign, Peter accepted that Jesus was the Son of God. Again, he may not have fully grasped this, but he believed in this revelation and thus confessed it. The essence of salvation is in this. When we are open to God's revelation, God then shows us who Jesus truly is, our Savior, Romans 10.9. Without this willingness to see beyond the veil, we remain in the dark like the rest. Jesus then blesses Peter with two things, that he would be the rock and that he would have the keys to the kingdom. What does this blessing mean for Peter? Peter would receive the responsibility and authority to continue Jesus' ministry along with the rest of the disciples. It is when we confess Jesus that God can truly bless us with power and responsibility. Notice the sequence of events here. The people are expecting a sign, proof. They instead receive nothing. Peter and the disciples believe simply because they see Jesus for what he is. They leave themselves open to God and the revelation that he gives. 
and thus they receive it. It is only then that Jesus blesses Peter and gives him this responsibility of the church and the authority to do what he was called to do. Later, we see how only after the disciples accept Jesus after the resurrection does he give them the Holy Spirit. This is the order of things. When we believe, then we are blessed. We will not find blessings unless we believe. We also see how Jesus in this blessing promises us, the church, that we need not fear the gates of Hades and the power of death, because these things will not prevail against us. This message of hope in the midst of this establishing of the church inexorably links faith or belief to the power of Christ. It is because we believe that we are saved. It is because we believe that the powers of evil do not prevail against the church. It is because we believe that we can bind and loosen things in heaven. Now a lot of people like to quote this and say that here we have proof that we have the power to command the heavens. And no, that is not what is being said here. The better translation is that what you bind in heaven shall have been bound and what you loose shall have been loosened. This means that when we believe, we are given power because we become connected to the will of God. As Jesus said in the garden, not my will, but yours be done. Our power in belief and in blessing comes from being given access to the will of the Almighty. To conclude, when we believe in Jesus, we are blessed. And in order to be blessed, we must believe in Christ. The fullness of deity or of God is found in Jesus. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9. Thus, when we look to him and declare him Messiah, Savior, we are blessed already by his grace, mercy, justification, and so on. Thus, let us believe in Jesus. And when he asks us who we think he is, we, with smiling faces, may respond, You are Messiah, Son of the living God. Matthew chapter 16 verses 13 through 20. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Thanks for listening. This has been More Than Sparrows. Music is by Blue Dot Sessions. Sound design and mastering are by Luis Cancio. New thoughts will be uploaded every Wednesday night. May God's wisdom guide us always.